Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about the paranormal, conspiracy theories, myths, urban legends, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is I'm going to tell three stories, two of which that are made by people on the internet that they swear that these stories are true, and one story that is completely false. It is up to my guests and everyone listening at home to try and figure out which story is the one that is made up. Today's first guest has taken on a new passion of making puns every couple of minutes, Ryan McCauley. Why do you always got to put me on the spot like this? Now I feel like I have to make a pun, but nothing comes to mind. Uh, you know what? It might happen at some point in the episode anyway. You've been on a roll recently. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm very excited to experience that. <laughs> Hear me out. I think at a certain age as a man, you start almost maturing into dad mode and puns and dad jokes just become okay, whoa, whoa. instantly funny. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Yes, no, he's right. No, speak for yourself. <laughs> I am not a dad. I am still youthful. Um, well, anyway, though, uh, my second guest is the only adult that I know whose hands are the size of an infant's. Andrew hey. Heinlein. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. I did, I did have a... Uh, my hands are the same size. Oh, I have bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nickname for a little bit, okay? At my uh, current employer, a woman looked at my hands and she's like, oh, wow, you got very small hands. I'm going to call you baby hands. And I was like, well, that's uh, offensive in multiple ways, <laughs> but that's fine, I suppose. And today's third guest is actually invisible, my brother, Christopher Manella. We forgot to give him a microphone. That's why we can't hear him. He was scheduled to be on today's episode and, um, and forgot. So he's not here. So guys, today. Wait, do we get to guess? Go for it. I have a gut feeling, okay? And it's only because of a weird experience I had today. Okay. Does it have anything to do with computers or cybernetics at all? No. Okay, okay. I have a guess. Yeah. Is it the, the stairs? The stairs in the woods? No, but I is, was working on that one. So is it an SCP? That's our mini game today. So you That's got that right. <laughs> one point. Okay, but today's real topic is going to be sleep paralysis demons. Oh, <laughs> no. 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 I don't think I want to do this. Can I just say before before we go into the topic that I like have experienced sleep paralysis a lot. Me too. And like, there was a period of my life where I guess I was just under so much stress that I had sleep paralysis literally every single night. But it wasn't like, I never saw any demon or anything. It would just be that um, where you wake up, like your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't wake up. And I, I'd wake up, but because my body's not awake, I can't, I can't open my eyes. And I feel like I also can't breathe. Like I can't breathe, I can't open my eyes, but I'm awake and I'm freaking out. And it would just, I would go through this feeling like I'm dying, wake up in like a sweat panicking, fall back asleep out of exhaustion from the panic go through it again and this would repeat like six times in a single night every single night for like two years that's horrible yeah that's way extreme i experienced it once as a kid i was able to open my eyes i could look around the room but i was paralyzed i could not move i was frozen and i remember trying to yell over for my mother to help i was mm -hmm. still i was that young i was sleeping in the bed with my mother and i tried to say like mom mom and I couldn't say anything. Yeah. But I also wasn't super freaking out either. I literally remember thinking, eh, well, she'll wake up eventually and she'll help me. <laughs> and and then the I just- calm kid in the world. And then yeah. I just like closed my eyes and went back to sleep and then I woke up normally. Um, but yeah, you basically did the explaining of what the topic is for me. It's basically when your body is 
asleep, but your mind is awake and you're aware of your surroundings. You can see things. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in your case, you weren't able to open your eyes, but some people are able to. And those people who are able to sometimes see things and they start to hallucinate. And that is specifically what we're going to be talking about hallucinate today. Hallucinate or really see something? That's what we don't actually know. Mm-hmm. That's a scary part. Yeah. That's a good point. I have a theory based on the, the whole like seeing things. So just like before, how I said that mine is like my my brain wakes up, but my body doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. I think when people see things, it's the reverse and their body wakes up, but their brain doesn't wake up. So their body's awake, their mm-hmm. eyes are open, but they're still dreaming. So they're still, their brain is projecting these images out. Yeah. So you're not, you're not wrong, but your mind, what happens is, or at least what they say is what's supposedly happening. Your mind is awake, but it's also in the dream state, and they're overlapping mm, yeah. at the same time. That's so it's bringing things into your real life. But for whatever reason, people don't have like normal happy dreams. Mm-hmm. They see these horrible figures. Usually, it's like shadow people, and it's like. Well, I think it's because it's induced by stress. But oh, I think that's yeah. why. Yeah, I think so too. But I also have another wild theory that like maybe. Maybe there are these demons that exist in the realm between reality and dream world. Yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight. I want you to know that. <laughs> it's, kinda, it's terrifying, but so, like kind of cool to think about. They say that it's all in your head mm-hmm. and that who it's hallucinating. Who, who is they? I'm like, sorry. I'm like, like, like <laughs> screaming from across the room. Who is they? <laughs> Scientists. Scientists say that it's all in your head. It's what just hallucinating. Know? But I, I don't know. There is a part of me that feels like maybe there is more to this. Regardless... This isn't a topic where, like, uh, do you believe in it? This is 100% true. This is confirmed. People have this happen to them all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go over three stories today that are some of the more intense cases because a lot of people have it the way that we've had it where you just are helpless, you can't move, you know, but other people see things, and that's what we're going to be going over. Right. Story. Number. Sorry. That was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Story number one. So there's a guy, middle of the night, he sleeps with his wife. I'm already afraid, I'm sorry, because I'm a guy and I sleep with my wife, so <laughs> continue. Um, most people do, don't... Uh, don't take it personally? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I will say that two of our stories do involve a guy who sleeps, though. So, I don't know. Okay. Wait, only... Too, but it's about sleep paralysis. Oh, the third one must be a woman. I understand yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, this guy's asleep. He's next to his wife, and he wakes up to the sound of a cracking noise. So he's like, "What is that?" He opens his eyes, and he hears this scraping, and it sounds like paint chips are being pricked off of a wall. They're being scratched off. So he tries to sit up to look around to see what's causing this, and he can't move. He's completely frozen. So he just looks around with his eyes, and he finally sees, in a corner of the room, paint chips falling from the ceiling to the floor, one by one. So he's staring into this corner, watching the paint chips, and that's when he sees this figure emerge. It's almost like it emerges through the wall and it's tall, and it's wearing this long trench coat, and it's got one hand on the ceiling, and it's digging its nails into it, and it's walking towards him. And as it's walking, it keeps its nails in the ceiling, scratching and scratching and scratching. 
is ru- his, his ceiling is being ruined. He sees this thing coming. That would get me angry too, honestly. I just redid my ceilings and I, that would get me so mad. I just he's seeing this demon and he's like, oh my god, oh, my ceiling. That. <laughs> you know, that's not his concern. It's that would just, be Larry's concern, just saying. <laughs> that's not his concern. The ceiling is just being ruined. So his instinct is to look over at his wife and yell, run. But he tries. And he can't open his mouth. He can't speak. Nothing comes out. So he's left to do nothing but watch this thing slowly approach him scratching the ceiling. It finally gets over to the side of his bed and the guy is freaking out. Okay. Really? I would assume. <laughs> and that's when he hears a voice and he says, shh, don't worry. This is nothing you didn't ask for. And he takes his hand off of the ceiling and he's moving it slowly towards the man. The guy realizes that the figure's hand has these long, gross fingernails on it. And it puts its hand on the guy's arm. And it slowly wraps its fingers around the man's arm, and it pulls him. It pulls him so hard and so fast that the guy feels like he goes flying. And it scares him, he jumps, he startles himself, and he wakes up in his bed. He wakes up for real this time, everything's fine, nothing's there. His wife is asleep in his bed next to him. That is the end. How's the ceiling? The ceiling is fine. That's the end of story number one. Discuss. Can you just imagine, like, <laughs> you get woken up to this, and then he's like, oh, it was just a dream. And then, like, he looks up, and there's a scratch mark on the ceiling. Well, that would have oh, You just made it scarier. Yeah, right? Oh, man. So, I, don't, I probably shouldn't think this way, but obviously my brain does. I imagine this whole thing happening in my bedroom, so, like, I'm definitely gonna have a really hard time sleeping tonight. (laughs) Like, I'm imagining this almost happening to me. I feel the same way. When I was reading through all the stories and doing the research for this episode, every single story I read, I pictured myself in that same position where I experienced sleep paralysis back when I was a kid. So I pictured myself in my bed with my mother laying next to me, um, like, in my parents' room for, for every story. And it's just... Yeah, me and you are really good at putting ourselves in... Oh, I am not happy about it. ...position. <laughs> it was just bringing back traumatic memories for me. Um, but at least you never saw anything. Yeah, I did never see anything, but every time it happened, I felt like I was dying because I couldn't breathe. Right, right. I couldn't breathe. I felt like, all right, this is the, I'm going to die right now. And right. then eventually I would just wake up. Which, you know, I ha- beg the question. A lot of people say that when they experience this, they can't breathe, right? Mm-hmm. Are they actually not breathing, or is it just your mind playing tricks on you? I don't you? know. I know, like, people say that they feel, even sometimes they'll see something, like a demon or something, that's, like, pressing on their chest. And that's when they say, like, oh, I wasn't able to breathe. Right. And I honestly don't know. Part of me feels like I'm not. Because, like, I don't know, maybe my body is not functioning correctly. But at the same time, when you're asleep, you're breathing. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a state of panic. Because, like, even when you're sleeping, your body still has, like, reactions For to, sure. to whatever's going on in your head, right? Like, you pee in your dreams, you actually pee in real life, right? Everyone knows How that. How often do you do that? I, I n- never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're, like, stressed out, like, in your dream or even having, like, sleep paralysis, you definitely are breathing heavy. Your heart's definitely racing. You're having some kind of, like... So you e- think you are still breathing. It's just your mind it's telling you you're not... It's probably labored. It's probably labored breathing because mm-hmm. you're all, like... When you get anxious, you breathe heavy and you feel like you can't breathe. Yeah. Right, Nothing right. changes. 
your environment changes, but like yeah, you're breathing heavier. Yeah, exactly for no reason. Okay, that's seemingly, a good point. and it feels like you can't breathe even yeah. when you have a panic attack. Mm. Okay, yeah, sure. that's fair. I think that's kind of all I got for right now. It wasn't a very we like, nothing, long story. We have nothing to compare it to yet. I gotta mm. wait for another story to compare it to. This one at face value seems like it's very realistic. But then again, I've decided that we can't go with that anymore because Anthony makes very yeah. realistic stories. I think Anthony could have wrote this one. Oh, he definitely yeah. could have, but I don't know yet. Story number, number. two. I, I can't help but do it. Well, I, I don't, keep I doing don't that. know. It's like, like, can I we all say do it together? It you you want to all do it together? Yeah. Ready? Story number two. So there was a woman. She had a headache, so she decided to lay down for a little bit. She's trying to just take a nap, but uh, she falls asleep for a little longer than planned. She wakes up to the sound of footsteps from behind her bed. Wait, can I interrupt you for a second? I'm sorry, but I'm just having a really hard time understanding the positioning of the bed. Yes, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like now imagining the bed literally directly in the middle of the room. Who sleeps like that? What psychopath sleeps like that? So, okay, okay, let me rephrase this. It's behind her. She's laying on her side, and it's on the other side of the bed. Okay, that that makes yeah. a lot more sense. I hate it still, and you shouldn't sleep that. Your bed should be positioned in a corner. Continue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she hears these- For reasons like this, everyone, listen up, okay? This is tip number one. You put your bed in the corner so you can only, you f- you fight on one front. We learned this in World War II, okay? You fight on two fronts, you lose. You fight on one front, you win. You can focus all your power forward. You don't got to worry what's behind you. Demon comes, that's it. Very true. My bed's in the corner. Mine too. And guess who sleeps in the corner? Me. You could take my wife. I really got to get to the story. Life lessons with Andy, okay? You let your wife sleep further out, okay? Because then once they're distracted eating their flesh, then you could kill whatever monster is doing so. Look at our Pennywise video, okay? You went in front of me because I had the sword, so I used you as a human shield. When you are attacked, then you strike. That's that's Taekwondo 101, correct? Not exactly. It's <laughs> it's kind of like the complete opposite, but you know. I feel like I should just start the story over. Wait, can we cut that out? Uh, Jess is going to watch this. <laughs> you literally said you're using Jess as a shield, and you would, you're you going to have the demon eat her flesh so that she can be bait, and you can kill it. Story number two. <laughs> so there's a woman. She has a headache, so she goes to sleep. She's laying down in her bed, and she gets woken up to the sound of footsteps walking towards her bed from behind her. And then she notices that the bed starts to creak, and she feels her mattress start to move a little bit. This thing is getting in bed with her. So she starts to feel this like warm body presence press up against her back. She starts to feel breathing. Where's this story going? (laughs) She starts to feel breathing on the back of her neck. It wraps one arm around her and she convinces herself, oh, it's it's gotta be my best friend or something. It's gotta be someone that I know. So she turns or tries to turn to go look at her best friend and she realizes that she's frozen. She can't move. She's aware of what sleep paralysis is and she assumes I must be having sleep paralysis. So she tries to say to herself, out loud, wake up, wake up. But she can't, she can't speak, she can't say anything. Even though she doesn't speak out loud, this thing hears her and responds to her. And in a weird, creepy, demonic voice, whispers into her ear, no. 
So she starts to freak out. She's struggling at this point. The harder that she tries to break free of this trance, the more this thing starts to laugh at her. Panicking, she's trying to move around, and this thing, with its arm that's wrapped around her, starts to press on her, and it pulls in, and she starts to feel like she can't breathe. She feels like she's now suffocating. She realizes that this is in her head. She knows that she needs to calm down, and eventually, this thing fades away. She wakes up for real, and there's nothing in the room with her. And that is the end of story number two. I'm going to give you some time to discuss. <laughs> okay, okay. Go. So, I originally thought Anthony definitely didn't make up this story. Now I'm pretty convinced Anthony did make up this story. Now I'm thinking again right the second that he didn't make up this story. <laughs> <laughs> because he said, oh, he started laughing. At, he, he missed his opportunity to do the fake laugh, like to us, to give us a big spook. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to live up to the hype. Yeah. But he did do the no. And the scariest part is, I know this, has no, this is not going to help us at all, but the scariest part is when she, when he was like, oh, she's going to try and tell herself to wake up. I was I was like afraid. I was thinking in my head like, oh, it'd be really creepy if it was like a demonic voice that was like, wake up. But it wasn't. It was the demonic voice answering her, which is even creepier. Mm. Um, I know that doesn't help at all. No. It probably only makes it worse. I'm a terrible guest. <laughs> Let me just say that. I suck at this show. Thank you for your... Wonderful input that went in a circle. And didn't <laughs> and accomplish it, wasn't him, it was him. It wasn't him. I'm back. I'm back on it. Wasn't him. I'm kind of leaning towards that wasn't him. But I don't know, man. It's hard. Anyway, tell us which one it is. We have a break coming up soon. But before the break, we are going to play a little mini, mini game. game. So today, we are going to play. I think you've played this before, Ryan. I don't think Andrew has. We're gonna play a game called. <laughs> <laughs> a game called What's That SCP? Yeah. I am going to give you the name of an SCP. Sure. And based on the name, I want you guys to try and tell me what you think this SCP is like, what it looks like, what it does, so on and so forth. Sure. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar what an SCP is, it's basically anything mystical, anything paranormal, anything outside of our realm of reality doesn't exist in a real world, and they're all these fake fantastical creatures. Are they fake? They are fake. They're all fake. But it's like huge online. This is like the creativity within the SCP community is incredible. They come up with the most amazing things. I'm going to explain one of them to you guys right now after you tell me what you think it is. So the name of this SCP is A Gift from Dad. Go. For a little bit, me and Anthony were watching a whole bunch of SCPs on YouTube for no good reason other than we accidentally stumbled across them. Some literally are like the sweetest creature in the planet and super sweet and won't hurt you. And these other things will rip you apart. And then some of them are literally weird, like a gift from dad. Yeah, the name really doesn't help. I don't know. I'm kind of just imagining like like a, a present, like an actual like box present. But like, you know, it's all wrapped up with the bow and everything. And it just has this little tag on it that says from dad. See... I, that was my initial thought, and then I started, I really put on uh, my thinking cap here, okay? Because, like I said, I know, I know a little bit about SCPs. I'm thinking something even more fantastical from that, like a wrench that will literally fix anything, because that's what dads do, and that is the ever-long gift from dad. Or it's a terrible list of dad jokes. Even Maybe even like a book that just never ends of like ongoing dad jokes. Does the book talk? Does the book make the jokes? I that I don't know the answer to. I don't know if anyone does. 
I would like to imagine, right, if it, if it is this little book full of dad jokes, I would like to imagine that, like, the book has, like, these little legs and, like, arms and, like, Mickey Mouse kind of gloves. And, like, <laughs> he's, got, jokes. Like, a, he's got a mustache and a little top hat, and he just tells dad jokes. I love that. But can we get a hint? Is it, can, can Something you said was very, very close. Uh, what if we combined everything? Could be everything. Okay. All right, so it's that, like way, a, that way we it, at least get something right. It's like a multi-tool of dad things. Like, it's just like a gift from dad, like a literal present. It has jokes on it, and it's a wrench. All right, fix body, of a, body of a present, uh-huh. right? Body of a present, little mm-hmm. legs, little arms. He's holding a wrench, mm-hmm. and the wrench can fix everything. And then in his other hand, he has a book of dad jokes. <laughs> and, and, and he has a mustache. And, and, and the tag that says from dad says, hi, I'm dad. Also has a top hat. <laughs> has a top hat for sure. And wearing sandals with socks. And his name is Eugene. Definitely Eugene. I love it. It's not even close. <laughs> but wait, wait, which part wasn't close? All of it. But I think that you guys should make this your own SCP. So what a gift from dad actually is, it is a ceramic bowl. It is just a white bowl with some flowers painted inside of it. And when kids are hurt, if they fall on the floor and they get a little cut or they're feeling neglected by their parents, if they stumble upon this bowl and the bowl notice, notices that they're down and sad, this bowl will fill up with soup by itself. And when the kid eats the soup, it will calm the kid down and make the kid feel better. Okay, listen, I have... We're going to fight, okay? My dad has never once made me soup. If it was a gift from mom, would have guessed that instantly. <laughs> Correct or incorrect? Yeah, I was very thrown off. Yeah. I, I, too, have never been given soup from my father. Me neither. And sometimes when you finish the soup, a little message appears at the bottom of the bowl that's like, you're doing great. Keep going. A little a little motivational message to these kids, and it makes them feel better. And these kids well, love I this bowl. I want that bowl as a dad. Oh, my if, God. No, as a dad, though, if, a, if an adult eats out of the bowl, usually they will feel nothing. Oh, wait. Well, we didn't tell you the other part of our, our SCP. What, that, that it's a bowl? There's a bowl inside the right. present. <laughs> that, that, what, that's what was inside. That yeah. was the gift from dad. You didn't, you didn't let us finish. Yeah. Anyway. So the wrench was no dad jokes? Oh, we No, no dad jokes. We won. <laughs> we got it right? Yeah. All right. Let's just end the episode here. All right. Um, um, well, we are going to go to a break. I just thought that that was a fun little SCP. Super random, super weird. I had to pick this one. Anyway, how crazy is it that we were talking about dads earlier, though? Like dad jokes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then that, that was the. I feel like precognition. Do I have precognition? No, I think Anthony just set this all up. I think oh. Anthony is like the mastermind behind everything. Every- it's, all, it's not like hypnotism, it's almost like suggestive yeah. like behavior. Mm. Did you can learn you- how to do that? Did you read that online? I cannot do that. But what I can He's do. Good. <laughs> what I can do is go to our break. We will be right back. And we are back. Sorry. Back. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Okay. Breathing. Story number three. So it's the middle of the night. Guy wakes up, thinks nothing of it. He goes to reach over to check his phone, and he realizes he can't move. And he starts to panic a little bit, and he notices that his bedroom door is creaked open. This big, shadowy figure comes out of the door, and it's got these long, distorted limbs, and this thing is just moving slowly towards him, and it's breathing heavy. This guy closes his eyes, 
tries to calm himself down. He hears the door close when he's got his eyes closed. He just waits it out. Some time goes by, and he figures, okay, I don't hear anything anymore. I must be fine. Think This thing must be gone. He opens his eyes, and this thing is standing right at the foot of his bed. And he can now see that it's wearing a cloak that's covering about half of his face. But he can see its mouth, and it's staring at him, and it's smiling. And then the thing says, you're okay. It's okay. Don't worry. And it starts to move closer to his side of the bed. And this thing is moving so slowly that it's only making the suspense worse. It's only freaking him out even more. It finally gets over to the side of his bed and it puts its hand on the man. And he has this cold chill that just runs through his entire body. And he says, see, I told you you're okay. I just wanted to see you. I'll be back. I don't know when. Maybe a few weeks. He watches this thing take its hand off of him, and it slowly walks out of the room. It opens the door, closes it behind him again, and then the man wakes up for real. And that is the end of story number three. I'm going to give you some time to discuss. Go. I don't know. I could imagine. I, so, I, the other two, right? Mm-hmm. I was imagining my bedroom. This right. one, I imagined Anthony's bedroom. So did I. I see. I yeah. see. It was the door. He was the, the door. door. <laughs> this one's fake. It has to be. It's got to be. Yeah, there's a reason why we both were picturing Anthony's bedroom with that one. <laughs> I don't know what it was about it. Also, when the when he said the door was open, I was just thinking of, like, Austin. I'm like... Austin can't exist in a in a place where doors are open because I feel he's too that. terrified. That's a true fact. Yeah, and I'm kind of leaning towards three now. I am too, like confidently so. Like it was yeah. like as soon as I started hearing the story, I was like, "This is Anthony's bedroom." I'm gonna recap all three stories, and then I'm gonna have you guys make your final decisions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, story number one: guy wakes up in the middle of the night to a cracking noise. He sees some paint chips falling from the ceiling. He notices this thing come out of the corner. It comes towards him. It reaches its weird hands down towards him. It pulls him, and he wakes up. Story number two, woman has a headache. She lays down to get some sleep. She gets woken up by these footsteps coming from behind her bed. They're coming over towards her. It gets in bed with her. It wraps itself around her, suffocates her. She freaks out. She wakes up. She's okay. Story number three, guy in the middle of the night wakes up. This weird thing with deformed arms walks through the the doorway comes over to him it smiles at him it's got a weird voice it tells him that you're okay and it says i'll be back and it walks out those are your three stories i'm gonna give you some time to make your final decisions wake up he does wake up he does wake up (laughs) just lift that out of the recap go (laughs) okay um Uh, do you remember him saying that the first time he told the story i don't remember him ever waking up did he jolt himself awake? I don't remember yeah, that. No, I, was, I said he wakes up normally. He just wakes right. up. I mean, either way, either way. I think we can eliminate story number two. I think that that story was a little too disturbing, and Anthony would not have made that. I agree. That sounds like a very internet story to me. Yeah. I think we're between one and three. Number one feels very internet to me as well, but then Anthony is an internet star. Yeah, but I, I can see him making one, right? But something about three, man. It's just it's like, like you were saying. Feeling. Like we both had that. Like the other stories when he was telling them, I wasn't necessarily envisioning my own room, but was- like I was just envisioning some random room for the first two, 
And for the third one, as soon as he started telling that story, for some reason, I was just picturing it in Anthony's room. Right? Like his door cracked yeah. open. Yeah. Like almost like how every one of his videos start is something coming through his room in his bedroom. Yeah. I don't know. I think three is just speaking to us for some reason. I really can't explain it. Maybe you're right. It has to do with the door. I don't know. Something about story three. I feel like that's the one we got to go with. Please make your final decision. Right. I'm th- three. Yeah, like, no, I don't think I'm there's any debating. way I'm going I'm yeah. out of three. So, um, Anthony, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm sorry. I'm so excited. That was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's bring home the W. <laughs> Lock it in. Anthony, we are locking in story number three as the fake story. That you made up. Because the other ones I hope are fake too because I'm scared. I'm so sorry, guys. It was not three. He's lying. I'm waiting for him to... No, it really wasn't three. Wait, what do you mean? It's not story three. He's lying. He's lying. No, he did this in the last one. He was like, you guys are wrong. And then he was like, just kidding. Guys, it's really not... <laughs> come, on, come on. Oh, you you want me to just you want me to just fake it? <sighs> it was story one, wasn't it? It is story one. Dang. I thought you guys had it. You guys were leaning so towards it. I knew. I went in knowing you guys were gonna know that I didn't write story number two. Right. And I figured, okay, I'm gonna give them story two as like a just way to talking. narrow it down. Just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm so disappointed. I Man, know I said I didn't care anymore. But now I you care. I clearly cared a lot because I was so excited to win. I was so confident. It was a false sense of vibrato. I was 100% right. I was just... I'm disappointed. Yeah. When, I'm story one, when story one was told, I was like, I feel like he wrote this. And then story two was told. I'm like, yeah, no, but this wasn't him. story three, I imagined your bedroom. Yeah, something about that story made us both think of your room. That's what really pulled me to three. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. You tricked us on purpose. Regardless, I think this was a really fun episode. I had a horrible time. I had an absolutely <laughs> horrible time. None Sleep. of this was fun to me. The only part was fun was when I started giggling because I thought we won. And then you ruined it instantly. None of this was fun. I was horrified. I imagined my bedroom. Thank God that was the fake one. <laughs> Dude, I mean, sleep paralysis is freaky. If I see this demon thing in my room, oh my goodness. There are some no people who think that um, ghost stories just originate from sleep paralysis, and there's that's the only reason that people think they see ghosts. I fully disagree with that. I agree. But I agree with you disagreeing. Yeah, yeah. What I meant. Um, but regardless... It's freaky, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that you experienced it for literally two years straight. Thank you guys for playing, though. Thank everyone at home for watching and listening. If you enjoyed <sighs> and you're listening to this podcast anywhere podcasts are available, make sure to give this podcast a rate and review. It really helps us out. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or follow the podcast for free. It really, really means a lot to us. If you're watching this on our YouTube channel, make sure to give this video a like, leave a comment letting us know what you thought, and subscribe for more videos coming soon. Also, if you have stories of your own, please send them in, whether there's something real that's happened to you, something crazy, or a totally fake story that you want me to use as a lie for a future episode, send those my way too. I would love to read them. That is about it. Guys, thank you for playing. Everyone, thank you for watching. We will see you guys again next Tuesday with a brand new episode of True Myths One Lie, and this Friday with a brand new comedy skit. Bye, guys.